Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 86. Happy Monday to you all. I hope that your weekend was awesome. Hope you're not roasting. I would imagine a lot of places are warm right now. It's definitely warm here. And I'm fighting the sweat, you guys. I got fans. <laughs> I got all kinds of stuff. So, um, yeah, I hope you guys loved my sister hosting that first episode of that that new series with Harmony on parenting, guys. That was that was awesome. And I, we got a lot of great feedback. Um, and so I'm stoked because she'll be back on Friday for part two of four. So stay tuned for that. Um, I'm also letting you know now, and I'll let you know at the end of the series, we had a slight tweak in the schedule originally we were going to have anna kate on wednesday anna kate got in touch with us and said hey i can either do thursday or i'll have to reschedule and we kind of have the ball rolling later in the in the weeks and so i said you know what let's just push it back a day we're going to break tradition we're going to be different so it's not going to be on wednesday it's going to be on thursday at 2 p.m uh, we're going to have Anna Kate back and it's going to be great she's got a lot of great things that she's got on her heart to share can't wait for it it's going to be awesome my guest today, uh, I've been really looking forward to this. This is going to be a great, great episode. He's a, a songwriter, a worship leader, and he's also the co-founder of California Will Be Saved. Let's give it up for my guest today, Joel Mott. What up? <laughs> What's up? Hey, I love man. this intro, bro. It's so epic. Yeah. It just pumps, pumps you up, dude. <laughs> it does. I'm ready, yeah. man. Yeah. So um, welcome to the show. I'm, I'm glad to have you here. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So why don't you just, let's just jump right into it and let's just see where the Holy Spirit takes us. Why don't you tell people what you're about, who you are, all that good stuff. Yes, man, let's dive in. You guys, yeah. I'm Joel. I'm based in Pasadena, California. And um, man, the Lord has just marked my life with um, a call to worship, to revival, uh, to prayer and fasting and intercession and um, to see something happen in my generation. And uh, I think for me, it, it really started, I mean, I think when I was born, um, mm -hmm. um, my parents were full-time missionaries, actually. The first year of my life, I oh, spent wow. overseas. I was, I was in the Czech Republic wow. uh, uh, mainly. And sadly, I don't remember really anything because I was a baby, but yeah. <laughs> my first year of life was spent there. Yeah, it's in your DNA, my, bro. Exactly. Yeah, missions in my DNA, and mm -hmm. um, moved back to to California, and uh, lived in SoCal till I was about eight. And mm -hmm. we were we were around. I don't know if you're familiar with Lou Engel and mm -hmm. the Call. Oh, yeah. uh, we, when my parents came off the mission field, we came to Pasadena into this building called Ma Auditorium, and uh, this you know this guy's in there rocking in his prayer room with like oh, five dude. people early in the morning. And Classic Lou. Call, you know, <laughs> that's Lou. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it's so crazy. Cause you know, my, my name is Mott. My dad's last name is Mott. And, and he comes off the mission field kind of looking for a father. And, uh, he was a fairly new believer at the time. And he walks into this building called Mott auditorium, which is his name. Yeah. And he meets this man named Lou Engel and he's, you know, holding these prayer meetings and, so it was cool. My my family and my parents were really a part of the the story of like seeing the call was the call was launched in 2000 wow. when 400 450,000 young people came to the National Mall in DC to cry out for revival, to pray mm -hmm. and fast for revival in the youth of America. And that was in 2000 and and so we knew Lou, we were 
part of HROC Church back in those days. And mm-hmm. I was some of my first memories, it's so fun, like are in these these crazy intense moments of prayer and worship with with Lou and and uh, HROC Church and mm-hmm. um and so I always look back on those memories. And so we were in SoCal and then my dad's actually from Ohio. So we had a long season of, of moving back to Ohio, living there. We had an organic produce farm nice. and um, we were out in the fields, man. It's so funny. I always look back to those days. God knew what he, he was doing. Um, I would find myself. I didn't know if I could sing or, or, or not. I, I, I love music, but I didn't know, you know, that this music would kind of be part of my life in the future, but I would always just be singing out in the field. Like we're picking tomatoes and stuff, you know, we, we grew organic produce yeah. and I would just be singing out in the field and not anything spiritual. It was like my favorite pop songs, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but just hours and hours, I just like kind of to help pass the time I'd be singing and, uh, fast forward to 2017. I, uh, my parents are kind of getting reconnected with the call community and, and eventually moved back in 2017 to back here to Pasadena. And um, kind of in those years, 2016, 2017, 18, I'm, I'm uh, getting more connected with the, the community as well. And I was going to college in Ohio, but I'm making trips back out here because my parents had just moved. And mm-hmm. um, I remember the summer of 2017, just walking into a room uh, with 200 young people that they'd gathered from all over the nation. And for five days, we're in this little room together, like maximum capacity, just crying out to God for revival in the youth of America and yeah. that he would pour out his spirit in our nation. And and Papa Lou's in there, you know, and David Kim and some of my spiritual fathers now are, are leading this moment. And I, I remember just being in the back, I, like um, Mondo, he's one of my, he's like my, my mentor, Mondo Matthews, director of Ecbalo Pasadena. Mm-hmm. He kind of like coaxed me to go and he's like, if you serve, like you can get in for free. And I'm like, you know, at this this point in my life, I'm just kind of going through the motions spiritually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, grew up in a Christian home, but never had uh, had those memories as a very little boy, you know, being around that environment. But um, in middle school, high school, I just kind of found myself going through the motions and needing an, an, a real encounter with Jesus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um and so Mondo kind of coaxed, it's so funny, I always look back on this moment, like kind of talks to me into coming. I end up serving, like doing the PowerPoint slides, for the lyrics and stuff in the back of the room, you know, I'm just serving. And the Holy Spirit just like wrecks me, man, Come like on, in dude. the back of the room, you know, yeah. just comes back on that, <laughs> my little station back there and just wrecks me. And I'm, I remember like seeing Jesus for who he really is. Hmm. kind of for the first time i think i had moments you know throughout my childhood i think like spiritual high moments but then i didn't really have community and so i just would kind of come back down to earth and and uh was just going through the motions and and this moment in 2017 for me was like oh my gosh jesus is a lot more real than i thought yeah and uh and i realized like the passion the burning desire that god had for for me and for my life that um, there was like an actual purpose for my life that I wasn't just another random, you know, life on this earth, but that there was a specific destiny that God is yeah. writing over my life, you know? And that was my, I think that was my struggle, um, growing up was I, I didn't really know what my purpose was. I think that's um, the case, honestly, with a lot of, a lot of guys to be completely yeah. honest. There's a lot of guys, uh, you know, that 
that's I always joke and say when you watch fail compilations on 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 YouTube or whatever, majority <laughs> of them are guys because it's like right. I always say men need a quest. They need they need a quest and they need purpose. And yeah. uh, sometimes well, they think that it's found in jumping off roofs. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're so right. I think yeah. we're searching, right? Yeah. Oh, that's that's such a I can talk on that forever. Like mm -hmm. as men, especially women too, but as men, we need like. What is our adventure? What is the this um, we're made to conquer, right? right I think yeah. we're we're made to to slay Goliaths. We're made to take down forces of evil, you know. And um, that was, I think, that was my my uh, struggle, if you will, growing up. Was you know, I hated when people would ask me, "What are you going to be when you grow up? What are you going to do when you when you grow up?" The dreaded like, question. Yeah. Yeah. For real, I was like, I have no idea. Can you just stop asking me that? Yeah. Please no. leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Look at it work. Yeah. Yeah. And so what it what it was in that moment that that summer in 2017 in that room. Um. Obviously, I, I encountered the love of Jesus and his the passion of his heart for for me. But immediately, what he began to do was he began to show me that I had a purpose in this life. And um. You know, because he obviously it's the father's heart right he, he knows his children he knew that i was longing somewhere down in there for purpose right. and um he began to show me i you know i loved music from a young age i actually watched the sound of music when i was 12. nice and it was kind of like the right movie at the right time for me it's so funny a uh, classic movie but the lord used that man like the songs on that on yeah. that film like just spoke to something deep within me it kind of unlocked this this uh desire to to pursue music and to sing and um i think there was something about music that god was using even from a young age oh definitely and um and so right away you know encountering the lord and the lord tells me like you can use music to bring me glory and it, it was kind of like the light bulb went off so to speak because music for me kind of was just like a hobby mm -hmm. you know i'd sing my favorite pop songs we had an organic produce farm in ohio mm -hmm. And I'd just be singing, you know, picking tomatoes, singing my favorite Justin Bieber songs or whatever. <laughs> and I loved JB from from back in like the early days. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it was, but it's more like a hobby. And um, and in that moment, the Lord was like, "You can use music. Like, there's a greater purpose for music. It's actually a biblical thing. Like King David pioneered something through music that flipped the world upside down in worship and how he would minister." you know, to the Lord and it brought about deliverance and healing and, and the Lord's like, you can use music. Like, like this is a gift that I've given to you, you know? And all of a sudden with music, there was this purpose, like what greater purpose is there than to partner with the Lord yeah. and to, um, to bring him glory through that, mm -hmm. through an offering. Right. And, um, so that was definitely, a, a, I think a defining moment for me. That was in 2017. And, um, I eventually, I, I, was still in college and I go back to college in 2018 it was actually my junior year and I'm like a I'm like a different person I go back to a small Christian school in central Ohio and um um I go back I'm like a new person I'm just burning I'm on fire I'm like come on guys let's pray for revival it was actually a Nazarene school okay and i'm um, like yeah. come on guys on our nazarene campus let's pray for an outpouring of the holy spirit you know? <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> let's yeah go, let's pray and i just started like once a week you know like the three or four of us and we're just praying and 
the Lord connected me with this other group of on fire believers, this church that was nearby that I didn't, didn't even know about previously. And we just started going for it. Lou Angle called a fast that year, you know, 40 day fast as usual. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we're like, let's do the fast. It's just this company, company of like 10, 15 people, young, young guys. And we're like, let's fast. So we're doing like, I'm doing like a Daniel fast and we got Lou's book, the Jesus fast. We're reading that together. And, and I had a group called the Circuit Riders. I don't know if you've heard of them, but they go to college campuses all over America yeah. and, uh-huh. and different nations. Yeah. And uh, I, I was a little bit, I, I got connected with them and had them come in the spring. They did a Carry the Love Night, and uh, we weren't allowed to do it on my campus, of course. But <laughs> we, we got a venue um, in the downtown, and it was so powerful. 100 kids came out, and we just worshipped and wow. saw people healed and like genuinely encountering the love of Jesus. And um, mm a lot of activation and so it was a really fun year but after that year i'm like okay god like what's the what's my next step college for me was never about like uh getting a degree necessarily it was more like as an 18 year old kid trying to find purpose in life yep. you know? something you do yeah yeah exactly yep. mm-hmm. and so i'm praying now all of a sudden like i'm i'm burning for the lord and yeah and i feel like he confirmed it to me to move to pasadena because there's a move to california there's a revival that's coming to the west coast and i want you to be a part of it and some of that storyline has to do with Lou Engel and some of the words that he's been carrying um, and, and my spiritual father, Mondo Matthews, um, and who, was, who had just started this discipleship training school in Pasadena. And my family was a part of that, too. And so I moved in 2018 and joined the school. And I'm, I'm like, I just want to get trained. I want to commit myself to uh, community and um, I, I want to develop my, my voice. I want to learn how to play music better. And um, so we had like a worship uh, class attached to the school. I was in the worship school and, um, and that was 2018. And we were in this building called Ma Auditorium, which is it's so funny because it's my name. Um, yeah. Lou had spent years and years in there. Um, the call. So that's the same, the same building that your, your dad went into. Yeah. When he was first moved down there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know if I mentioned that, but yeah. You did. Yeah. Years ago. Yeah. My dad wandered in there and um, this like late 90s met Lou and at that time Lou was holding prayer meetings and the, they called it the war room in the back of the building. And, um, and so all these years later, my family gets reconnected with Lou and the call and we moved back. And, um, and my first year with Ekbalo, that's the name of the discipleship school. That, that word's a Greek word for send, like send laborers in the harvest field. And this is I, Ma- Mondo Matthews yes. school. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's Mondo. And, um, and so my first year with Ekbalo, we were actually were back in my and back in my auditorium and um we're praying in there we're doing worship nights like three nights a week for hours we're just ministering to the lord and praying and there were, we felt like there were all these promises over over that place over pasadena over my auditorium and mm-hmm. um and uh we're just going for it and and it, you can interrupt me anytime jeff i'm just kind of going off the top yeah here. no you're good and just go for it yeah so so it's an amazing year, you know, getting trained and, and uh, starting to write some music and uh, we're fasting and mod and, and uh, believing like the three mandates that we really felt were from the Lord were there's going to be a birthplace of revival, a 24 seven house of prayer and a launching pad to the nations, like a, like a, um, another student volunteer missions type yeah. of movement. And, um, and so we're going after, you know, it's so good. And 
but after that year, I actually faced a lot of disappointment. Um, we actually uh, get kicked out of the building. The campus ends up being sold to a secular organization mm. and we get kicked out of the building. And um, I'm faced with kind of this, this wrestling season of like, God, like what happened to these dreams? You know, when I moved out in 2018, I felt like I was coming on these dreams and these promises from the Lord of revival happening in California, you yeah. know, an outpouring of the spirit, all these dreams and prophetic words about like waves of his glory, you know, from the Pacific ocean coming to the West coast and, um, youth being activated and, and, uh, revival happening in the youth. And, and, uh, it was this the season of a few months of just wrestling with the Lord, like, like, man, what happened? And I, and I live right on the corner of the campus in one of the, the houses and they sold the campus and right away they start doing construction on the campus and they put this ugly pink fence, you know, around the perimeter of the property. And I wake up every morning and, and see the fence and it's just like a reminder of the disappointment, you know, yeah. totally barred from access. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. And I'm just reminded like every day, of like the disappointment and, and, uh, and I'm just wrestling and. And this season I'm I'm actually really thankful for because it it really brought me to a place of honesty and um kind of like you read those there's a couple chapters in the Psalms where David is just like um brutally honest with the Lord, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't even like I'm a genuinely really positive guy. Like I'm a I'm a type seven on the Enneagram, you know. I right. love to <laughs> I love to be positive and I'm hopeful and joyful, you know, for the future. Yeah. But this season was not really that. It was like, God, what the heck are you doing right now? Mm-hmm. Like, what happened to the dreams and the promises? And of course, shortly after that, the pandemic rolls around in early 2020, and we're supposed to be locked in our homes. And and um, and you're in California, and I'm too. in California, like, in LA County, yeah, dude, all places. <laughs> and it was kind of like the exclamation mark on it all, of like. Um, I mean, I see now looking back, it's like it kind of had to come to this place of just dying, like a dream, just dying. And I remember being in that season. I remember walk like walking out on the street and it like late at night and I'm just like yelling at the Lord, you know, and I don't like advise being negative all the time, but I, I do advise being honest. Yeah. I was going to say honesty. Honesty yeah. is a good thing, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like let's take down the facade. And the Lord is, is a, God is like, he's a person, right? He's a personal, he's not this far away, like, you know, really removed deity off in the sky that doesn't have feelings. Like he has emotions and he's a person, right? And this is kind of the place I came to. I'm just pouring out my honesty before the Lord. I remember like punching the fence, you know, one night I'm just, I'm just mad. I'm like, look at this fence. Look what happened. All the dreams. I thought there was going to be revival. Youth of America, there's going to be awakening and salvation and baptisms on the beaches. And and look how ugly this fence is, you know. (laughs) Stupid fence. Yeah. And, you know, I'm asking these questions, Lord, like, what what do I do and what's going on? And and I, of course, I hear, like, nothing. You know, it's like crickets. I've been there, dude. (laughs) You know, and I'm just discouraged. And um, Honestly, it was this season of like, eventually I was just kind of sick of myself being so, I, 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 either, I don't know if the Lord wasn't speaking. I think I was more just jaded and I wasn't really hearing everything he was probably trying to say in that season. 
And so eventually I was just like, I'm so sick and tired of kind of myself and just mm. always being doubtful and living in unbelief. Yeah. After a few months of that. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. And um, I was like, okay, God, like, I'm just, I'm so sick of that. I, I had, remember I had this moment of like, okay, God, I'm just going to choose. I'm just going to try with everything. It took like everything inside of me, like just to say, God, I'm going to, I'm going to believe. I know my faith is, my faith as a wreck right now. It needs help. <laughs> But I'm gonna try with my entire being right now to believe that these words that I b- really do believe you've spoken are gonna come to pass. That you mm-hmm. will do this thing and help my unbelief, right? Yeah. And uh, and so one of these, one, another one of these defining moments. Which, by the way, I just encourage us to like. Uh, I mean, I, my journey isn't the longest. I know I'm just a young guy. But one of the things that I'm learning is like to look back on your life and to to identify these moments in your life that that you can look back to and say, the Lord marked me in that moment. Mm -hmm. And it's part of like carrying you and sustaining you even for where you are right now and where you're going. We have to be able to remember. Right. It's this concept is. This biblical idea of remembering, even like Solomon in Psalm 132, right? He's like, remember David. Remember like what you promised to David or the story of King Jehoshaphat in Second Chronicles 20. He's like, this, this army's coming against them and, and, and they're in this moment of crisis and for Judah, the nation of Judah. And King Jehoshaphat's like, Lord, this is a mess. What do we do? But he's like, remember your friend Abraham. Remember what you promised to your friends. It's almost like if you didn't, if you're not going to do anything for me. Do it for the fathers that came before us, right? What you promised to them, what they labored for, what they spent years of their lives pouring out their mm-hmm. their tears and their prayers before you. Like remember the covenant, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and I I think that's my encouragement for us, and that's what I found myself doing. Yeah, I, like so good. I, I sat down at my dinner table and I I you know I have a little note on my phone of of some of these words that brought me out here in the first place. And I just started reflecting on them and reading them again. And, and I found myself confessing with my mouth, like, Lord, remember. And there were some of the words were personal for me, but a lot of the words were like for my spiritual fathers to, to Papa Lou and to Mondo and even those before them, you know, like these promises, William Seymour, of the Azusa Street Revival, right? Mm-hmm. He prophesied in a hundred years there'll be a revival that far eclipses even that of Azusa Street. And so I found myself in this moment of like calling to remembrance some of these words. And uh, and then my friend sends me this dream, and I want to share this dream with you, yeah, uh, because it just has catalyzed me in this season, and kind of changed so much. And um, I'm in this place of remembering these words, and my friend sends me this dream. And a ministry partner of mine, he'd been running with Iqbalo a couple years, um, good friend of mine. And um, he sent me, he says, in the dream, we were on the coast of California, worshiping Jesus. We were on the beach somewhere worshiping. And he said, during the worship, the ground began to shake. And then he said, Jesus appeared to me in the dream and brought me down to the edge of the water. And he asked me, do you hear the sound of the water? And then he declared these three things. He said, the battle in the land of California 
has already been won. And he mm -hmm. said, the ground has been prepared. And now is the time for the reins of my spirit. And he spoke those words. The ground began to shake a second time. And he, my friend said he looked to the Pacific Ocean and he saw a massive tsunami wave coming from the ocean. And it flooded the entire city. And he said he woke up at 6 a.m. like shaking under the power of God. Mm -hmm. And um, he sends me the dream. He said, Joel, I know that that wave was symbolic of a wave of God's spirit that's coming to our nation. And uh, I just remember reading that dream and, and you guys got to understand like that type of language, you know, like the, a, a tsunami wave, a wave of God's spirit coming. That was the type of language in 2018 when the Lord started speaking to me about moving to California. That was the same language, right? Mm -hmm. Of uh, outpouring of God's spirit, of his glory coming to our nation. And I remember reading that dream and I just break down crying. and I just. I'm like, God, you, you are going to do this. Like, I don't know. I don't know exactly when or what it's going to look like necessarily. And I don't really see it in the natural at this point, you know, the height of a pandemic and we're supposed to be isolated. I'm like, this is like, you know, early 2020. And, um, and I, I'm like, but I know you're going to do this Lord. And I'm just remembering those words, you know, and I, I remember crying at my dinner table, but I said, God, like, <laughs> This was my honest prayer in that moment. Like, God, don't let me just have a nice emotional moment right now where I cry mm -hmm. and then I go to sleep and I wake up tomorrow and just forget about this and just kind of go on with a normal life. Like yep. I said, God, you got to brand my heart. You got to mark me again for revival mm, good. that I would carry this thing. Yeah. And you got to strengthen me so that I can live into this word. Right. And I'm like, God, what do I do on a practical level? <laughs> you know. <laughs> And, um, and, and I, I, I didn't really have like any crazy revelation of practically what to do, but I just started sharing what had just happened. Right. And I learned that that's a great place to start. Just start sharing, just mm -hmm. start telling the dream, tell the story, tell what, about what the Lord's doing in your heart the best you can. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I just start sharing it with a few brothers and a few friends in a qual of school. And we just start doing, this is 2020. We just start doing like, um, you know, people are kind of on edge in this time in 2020 and a lot of churches, churches are shut down. Yeah, dude. And I'm like, man, I, I, I'm not trying to offend anyone, but like, I've got this dream. He, Jesus just said in the dream, now is the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I know that was the voice of the Lord, you know? And, um, and so I just start putting feelers out and like, can we do like a worship night and in your backyard, like friends of mine across the state, like in a garage or backyard, your driveway or something. Can we just gather at least a few people and just press into this word and just see what happens, you know? And so we, that summer, we just started going to people's homes. And, um, I remember one of the first places we went to, there was this youth group that, that rallied in this living room in central California. And, um, we, we just, you know, put it out there like, come on, let's just worship. Let's just pray. And um, 60 young people pack out this little living Mom, room. Dude. And I found out later, like, if some of the parents of these kids knew they were gathering in that kind of setting, like, they would have been grounded. They would have lost their minds. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, where am I? Is, am I, like, in the underground church of China right now? <laughs> like, yeah, dude. I'm like, no, we're in California in 2020. 
Yeah. <laughs> and 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 we go for it. We're just worshiping, and the presence of God just filled this living room. Wow. I'll never forget it. And and I'm getting wrecked. Young people are just on the floor, just weeping, encountering the love of Jesus. We end up baptizing 13 kids in the in the pool in the backyard that night. I love it. That's and awesome. um, for me, I was like, okay, like God, you're doing something, right? Like, here's one little like piece of evidence that you are doing at least something in the middle of this season, you know, and it was kind of like a, it helped me kind of get my faith up. And we just started doing kind of that kind of going to different houses that summer. And then eventually I, uh, I connect with Ross. You guys have, you've heard from Ross, maybe Ross Johnston. Oh yeah. yeah. Johnston. And uh, we start doing a worship night in San Diego, ended up being like a monthly thing in San Diego. And, um, and then it, we come to the summer of 2021, last summer, and I eventually I asked my friend Armando, who had that dream of the tsunami wave, I asked him, like, do you know where you were geographically in that dream? And he said, yeah, we were in Huntington Beach. You're like, let's go to Huntington Beach, dude. You know it. Exactly, bro. I was like, "Yeah, we're doing the dream, man. We're yeah. doing this. If, if my spiritual fathers have taught me anything, it's like, if you hear God speaking through dreams, like, just do the dream, right? Yeah. And um, like we're doing the dreams, so we show up at Huntington Beach. We try to get a permit, and the uh, city was not working with us at all. And we're like, we're just going on this word of the Lord, though. We have to go. And so we just bring our sound system, and we kind of, we just social media organically as possible. We just try to share on there, and like, let's just come to to Huntington Beach. We got this word from the Lord that now is the time for the reigns of His Spirit and revival, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we go, and 300 people show up next to the pier, and we're like, man, this is crazy where'd you come from and we just start worshiping i remember looking around one of the moments that night we did two nights actually and remember looking around like on the pier people are just lined up down the pier and this little amphitheater there is just packed out and there's this sound of worship just like reverberating it felt like across the city and um people are walking we preached the simple gospel we, we didn't have everything figured out but we did feel like the lord gave us two simple tools right worship and the proclamation of the gospel mm-hmm. we're like let's just keep it simple this is not like we're not trying to start some new gen z trend here it's like yeah. let's take worship which has been happening for thousands of years mm-hmm. and the simple message of the gospel of jesus yeah. christ and just see what god does right mm-hmm. and so we do that very thing five ten minutes share the gospel people are walking off the street like encountering jesus this couple ross shared some of these stories probably uh like repenting to to each other on the altar uh little children are just weeping in the presence of jesus we end up baptizing dozens of people that weekend in the ocean right behind us and um that kind of thing happened and we're like okay let's just i guess let's keep going and so we just decided call it california will be saved and we've just been since then kind of going from city to city about once a month um just carrying those two simple things worship and the gospel and uh I think every step of the way, just just believing that that yes, there's so much chaos and there's so much corruption. I think in California, and um, we see all that, but but understanding kind of the prophetic storyline over the state that mm. there is a divine calling and a destiny for California, and Absolutely. it's to be a light even to the nations, right, and to be mm. an influence and to impact nations across the world and. I love that we even see that with with in revival history with you know things like the Azusa Street revival yeah. that that went to 
nations across the earth. And I think we're still living, I think, in the after effect. The charismatic movement was launched, you know, and I think we're still kind of twirling from from what was poured out in the early 1900s right here in California. And so yeah. um, anyway, well, bro, yeah, I, mean, you might I want to say something really quick. Here, but... I want to say something really quick. Yes. So. And I can I can testify to this through listening to Ross's testimony, following Ross, following you, following California will be saved on Instagram, um, and then hearing your your testimony of the process of you being at Iqbalo, you guys getting those three things. I think it was the birthplace of revival, twenty four house of prayer, and a launching pad for the nations. Right, yeah, those two it. things. Yeah. And then you got jettisoned out of the building. Right. That, yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. And if that hadn't happened, this wouldn't be happening. That moment on at Huntington Beach wouldn't have happened, right? Yeah. You pressing in, you having to like that. I always say on the, the show, resistance breeds strength. So it's like that, that tension you yeah. feel of being like, God, you said, and then grabbing and being like, okay, I am choosing, I'm choosing to believe these things. Yes. Dude, I've, I, I, I can't even tell you how many times I've been there, uh, how yeah. many times that I've been in those moments of like, God, every, every ounce of me says, don't listen, don't, but God lied, but I am yeah. choosing, I'm choosing to believe those things. I'm choosing to declare those things and then that's walking it. them out, man, like that's where the power comes. So yeah, honestly too, and birthplace of revival, 24 house of prayer, 24 yeah. hour house of prayer and launching pad for the nations. God is, if, if I've seen anything from 2020, 2021, and now 2022, God, God is the last thing we need is another building. Like God is like, go out, go, 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 you know, and, exactly. um, yeah. you know, and the, the, the desires that God put on your heart, right. The things that he spoke to you, those are being carried out now. And it's being out in on Hollywood Boulevard, right? Like you guys have been, been yeah. doing, it's been all those other places. Yeah. That's where it is, man. And like that, like that, this is the kind of stuff that just like gets me so fired up because yeah, it's like, God, how often do, does God say stuff to us? Right. And then we're like, and then we put, we fill in blanks that we're not meant to fill in. He gives us one thing. And then we're like, Oh, and then that's surely going to mean this. And then when that yeah. thing doesn't happen, we're like, what the heck god like <laughs> exactly that's how it goes yeah yeah oh bro i mean it's it's been it's actually it's so awesome because we were just with um with lou in norcal i just got back yesterday we had oh, this nice. conference in uh fremont with uh with lou and and mondo was there and his spiritual fathers and um and it's funny because you know there's so much history, obviously, with Ma Auditorium and, and Pasadena. And uh, we were even still this past weekend talking about those days, you know, and everything that we contended for. And um, and one of the things Lou said this weekend is is like. That, <laughs> it's so funny. So Lou was preaching this for the Sunday service and this dream comes to him literally while he's about to go up. One of his spiritual daughters sends a dream. She says, in the dream, we were back in my auditorium and we were in like an upper room and we were praying for the rain to come again. We were singing that song, Let It Rain. And there's a few of us and we're singing in my auditorium. And he's, he shares this dream and, and, um, and 
you know, kind of in the context of like what we contended for, for those years, that one of the words actually when Lou was back in Mott was, was Mott is too small. Stadiums will be filled. Mm. And he gets up there, shares this dream and he's in the context, context of like everything that the Lord spoke to us in those days, like those things are going to happen. Like that's coming to pass. Maybe we're not physically in my auditorium right now, but those assignments and those mandates that we've labored for, like that Good. never dies. And I remember right. he came off the stage, he came over to me. And he's like, you know, and his voice is like, Mott's never over. Yeah, dude. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Mott's never done. Stadiums will be filled. Oh, you know? yeah, and um, it's the <laughs> very thing that you're saying, you know, if we can kind of zoom out, I think, and, and, surrender what we think it's supposed to look like and yeah. just zoom out if we can see like the story that that's why i've been like, pounding this thing like especially for young people we have to see the story that god is writing we kind of got to get over ourselves and zoom out for a second and look at the story even of the world i mean if you need to go back to genesis look at the scope of the old testament Look at the story of Jesus. I love how even before Jesus comes on the earth, the promised savior of the world, right? There's like 400 years of absolute silence when you can't even, there's nothing to record. The voice of God is so void from the earth. There's nothing to document. And it's, it's almost like God's drawing out this epic storyline for the world, right? For all of humanity. And we get so focused on like what we have like a few years like James talks about this life is like a vapor right and we get so focused like okay god like do it now like, you're going to do something here and we're striving we're striving and it's got to look a certain way and it's like hold on a second like god is writing he's the best storyteller That's the right. best author you could ever know and he's he's holding out for something epic this thing this story is not just going to end with like like a a woohoo yay kind of thing like god if if he's the author of the best story you could ever imagine how is this thing going to play out and you get to insert yourself god's calling you to play a role in this story it's like the greatest honor in the yeah, right. world right yeah and so i think that's that's what i my i oh sorry i encouraged everyone is like like let's zoom out let's see what he's writing let's surrender even our ideologies and our ideas and say god every promise is yes and amen everything that you've spoken will come to pass and uh it's been a i mean it's not always easy so to speak but it's so much more fulfilling yep. and it takes the pressure off i think we can't we can't walk under this like crazy pressure like I, i'm the man right i'm gonna make sure this word comes to pass you know it's like no like it's all up to me yeah, yeah exactly yep. no dude <laughs> so, i hear you yeah, yeah, and I I think too um um something that I talk a lot about and I man I'll tell you like the more I've been spending in God's presence the more I'm realizing I'm like number one I don't know anything I like exactly um, none of us do. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash donate and become a partner today. But then also realizing all the anxiety that I had when I was younger, all the anxiety I had where I was like, oh God, what do you want me to do? Oh, I don't know. What's my yeah. calling? What am I? 
oh, you know, and um, even kind of making desires he's put in my heart, idols. Yeah. Um, yeah. Realizing, man, like everything, dude, everything, it, everything is found in his presence. And I mean, obviously, when Jesus yeah. says in Matthew 10, 29, he says, you know, those who lose their lives for my sake will gain them. You know, he's yes, he's talking about physical death, but also dying, literal dying of yourself. It's like the, you know, the, the old man dying, the new man living found in him. Colossians says we're hidden with Christ and God. So that's yeah. where we, that's where we abide now. Like that, that's the place where we are. We're hidden with Christ who's yeah. seated at the right hand of God. So it's like, yeah, man, all, our, our true purpose, our true identity that is found in letting those things go and and often when i've let things go he gives them right back but it's it's better than when i had it you know yeah, whether exactly. it's an opportunity or it's a skill or it's um i don't know yeah. whatever yeah. you know and, yeah and i think that that's a hard thing for for us to learn is like the letting go and the dying to ourselves and realizing because i always used to think like especially when i before i was walking with the lord really walking with the Lord. I was like, uh, I don't want to become like a boring, like person, no, no personality, no nothing. And then realizing, man, once I actually gave that up, once I actually surrendered that, that's when I actually came alive, you know? Well, yeah. So, no, that's yeah. it. And, and I think that's so much what this journey has been for us is, mm -hmm. you know, coming through that season of really felt like the, the dream had to die. And then God resurrects it. And I don't know what's coming. I feel like it's going to be glorious. I feel like it's going to be good. But for me, I'm in this place like one step at a time. Like, Lord, I just, this is your, this is your revival. You know, this is your desire of your heart that you spoke to me. You spoke to us. Yeah. Um, you, you are the one that all this came from. Like the desire from your heart to see a generation saved, you know, to see California set on fire for you. Mm -hmm. um this is a desire from your heart and uh and we just get to partner with him in that you know it's that's right it's yeah. so so fun that's so. good well i gotta ask man like you know there's a lot of um i would say oregon is a lot the same way uh kind of the butt of a joke a lot of times um yeah. and people you know looking down on california and looking down on oregon and even washington state you know and they dubbed it like left coast and oh it's lost it's lost yeah. you know um yeah. but man you're out there you're out there on the streets you know um worshiping the lord preaching the gospel what if what is happening in california what has the lord shown you but what have you also seen yeah no it's so true you know i think that's the narrative over over these states and mm -hmm. um in a lot of ways, rightfully so. I mean, sure. you've had a lot of just corrupt politicians and yep. um, really demonic, even bills that are mm -hmm. passed and trying to be passed. And, um, you know, I think for me, um, in prayer and, and intercession, like we're, we're going after that. Like we just this past weekend, we're like, Lord, like end abortion in California, mm -hmm. you know, like, like, like our governor is trying to make this a sanctuary state, yep. you know, for people to fly in to fund women to come here and kill their babies. And we see, you know, we see things like that. And we're like, God, like have mercy, you know, mm. and um, we recognize it and acknowledge it. And then I think at the same time, we're like, 
this is a perfect opportunity for the message of hope and the message of Jesus to be heard across our state when, you know, especially this past season that we've come through, you know, people are looking, I think, on an increased uh, level for hope and for uh, purpose and for meaning and for acceptance. And uh, I think that's been our angle. We're like, man, we acknowledge the darkness, um, but like Isaiah um, uh, 60, like, yes, there's great darkness over the over the earth, but there's a glory that is coming. The glory of the Lord is going to pierce that darkness. And um, and so that's been like that's been what's burning on my heart is like, man, let's bring that message and let's not shrink away in this season. Um, but like, let's go into I love like, you know, every story that we love, even like, you know, whatever it is, Marvel. Mm-hmm. stories or the marvel movies or mm-hmm. superhero here superhero movies are like like they avenge they went into like the very place of corruption right and i and i feel like as christians even reading the new testament or reading the words of jesus like that is our call mm. as believers is like like the gates of hades shall not prevail against against the church right which which is like uh, right. Jesus says that like on this rock, I will build my ecclesia, which is a ruling governmental offensive force on the war- on the earth. Right. And the gates of Hades shall not prevail, which to me is like we're on the offense. Yeah. You know, we're not like, you know, shrinking back with our shields up, like trying to dodge arrows. We're like, no, like we're we're the ones like coming into the enemy's territory and taking land. Right. For the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so that's been my approach. I'm like, man, let's just bring worship. Like, and you got to understand that's a spiritual battle. You know, mm-hmm. like if you don't understand that, it's it's it is kind of hopeless because how are we going to fight? Like, it's not a flesh and blood, right? Yeah. Like, like it's mm-hmm. a spiritual battle over our state, states like California and Oregon and our nation, and um, we had to know how to fight. And so I think that's why worship has been so central to yeah. what we're doing. I love mm-hmm. even. Throughout the whole Bible, we see stories of how when, when God's people authentically started to worship God, like God couldn't resist. He, he just made himself known and established his reign, like in the very center of that worship. Right. And um, and so that's, I think, why it's been so central for our journeys. Like it's a worship movement, honestly, like yeah. it's God's raising up a worship movement on the earth. Um and it's coming back to the simplicity of just realizing like God reigns. So like the, the earth is the, the, the earth belongs to the Lord. And, um, yep. and that's been like kind of at the forefront of what we do. And then in that place of worship and seeing God rightly, we want to share the story. Like, do you know what happened when Jesus came? Like, you don't have to walk under that fear anymore. Yeah. You don't got to walk yeah. under that heavy spirit. And uh, and that depressing, like you don't walk in this anxiety and have these insecure thoughts about your life, right? And uh, so, honestly, what we've been seeing is is like the gospel is powerful, <laughs> you know. And I think the more we share yeah. about the gospel, even me, I'm like, I need to hear this message every single day of my life. Yeah, absolutely. I'm getting, I need to get set free every day, you know. And mm-hmm. um. And if if we as believers need to hear the gospel message every day, how much more do the lost, the mm. people that don't have any scope or idea of what this message even is? Mm-hmm. 
how much more do they need to hear it? And that's what we've been seeing as we share the simple message of Jesus, as we worship him, you know, we point our focus to Jesus. Uh, he just makes himself known. And, and everywhere, every city we've gone, we've seen salvation break out. We've seen encounters on the altar, you know, and, and people getting healed of uh, mental trauma and um, heaviness lifting, suicidal thoughts lifting, um, physical healing breaking out, ankles being restored, backs, headaches leaving. Um, and uh, this type of activation, one of my favorite things is seeing everywhere we go, uh, uh, especially the younger generation like Gen Z coming and just being activated for the gospel. Mm. And we, it's been fun. The last few events we've done, we've, we've taken specific time just to pray for Gen Z and really commission them and, and speak life over them saying like, like you are a generation of revival. There's such an onslaught and attack against your generation, not randomly. It's because there's a calling over you. And I think the enemy knows it better than we do sometimes, that there's a divine calling over your life. And so he fights against that. And that's, that's the tension you've been feeling. But there's a story and there's a destiny over your life that if we can rise up and understand, you know, what the Lord has, has called us, he's called us for such a time as this to take down the Goliaths of our generation, you know. Mm um and so anyway just that was kind of a long answer to your question but no, it's all good that's what we're seeing everywhere we go um um it's it's kind of it's 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 almost like offensively simple you know like this the gospel message and i'm i think along our journey i've been like how did we get away from from the simplicity of the gospel mm. and um yeah we live in a time when when this generation needs the truth of the gospel so badly like black and white you know like no cookie cutter messages like this, this gen z especially they they need it like what does this message mean you know how does that affect my life and they're looking for th these truths right and we've seen as we've just shared the simple story of jesus and um we we tell of, of what that means for us today that we can be set free that he already paid the price to deliver us from the heaviness and the suicidal thoughts and the fear of the future, the fear of man. He, he paid the price, right? Um, we're seeing people just respond with, with authentic um, joy and uh, receive Jesus. It's been so, so special. So I think that's, that's one of the things that I'm burning for too, is to, to flip the narrative over California. Yeah. And obviously like there's such a influence that the state has and, and like you said, people all over the world, I think, you know, have a certain idea about California and what happens here is exported to the nations. Yep. And um, and I'm like, man, what if and I, I really believe there's a day coming. This day is coming. Like, what if when people think about California, instead of thinking of the darkness and the corruption and, you know, all of the craziness, what if? There was a narrative flip where when they thought of this place and they thought of the West Coast and Oregon, like they thought, of, man, that's the place where all those Jesus freaks are, man, where they're always <laughs> singing about how hopeful they are in the midst yeah. of the craziness and darkness. They're always singing about the goodness of their God yeah. and the life that they found in this man named Jesus. Like that's what I'm believing for, you know, that worship would just take over the streets and there'd be this narrative, even from California, Oregon, Washington, Seattle, that there's there's hope. You know, there's hope. There, did you see what they're doing out there in California? It's maybe the darkest place ever. 
but they're singing in the middle of it about their God mm. and they're always got joy. They're always joyful. They should be the most depressed ever. And they're just joyful and they're singing and they're dancing. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah. That's, Come that's on, man. I love that dude. <laughs> yeah. And I think, um, I mean, I forgot what I was going to say. It was really good. I should have wrote it down. I should have wrote it down, dude. <laughs> well, I'll say, I'll say one more thing. On, no, you're good. Yeah. Keep going. On worship. Like, yeah. Oh I yes. Love... Thank you. Keep going. But I, I remember what I said. I'm going to write it nice. down. Nice. Okay. Sweet. I'm going to write it down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, worship, I think obviously you got, I shared a bit of my testimony, how I walked into a room of just worship, you know, and it, it allowed me to see Jesus rightly. And I think that's one of the awesome things about worship is um, when we start declaring like who God is, mm -hmm. uh, we begin to see him rightly. And, and it's kind of that moment that changes everything. Like it has to start there. And I love like some of the stories from the Bible that have just wrecked me or reading about even like, like Isaiah and Isaiah's encounter in Isaiah chapter six. You know, I think we see that chapter is it's obviously very missional. We know that part where he's like, here I am, Lord, send me, right? But if you look right before that, he has this encounter where he sees God rightly. And, uh, you know, very beginning of the chapter, he's like, it says, in the, the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. So, King Uzziah's death was not a, a, a good thing. It was actually um, there in this moment of, of crisis. Mm. Of this, it's like politically and economically, it was kind of a hard time. And, I, and King Uzziah's death just kind of added to it. And, and it was in that year, Isaiah says, he's, I'm seeing the Lord high and lifted up, the train of his robe filling the temple. And the angel of the Lord comes and he's like, he, all of a sudden he's faced with this. Um, he's, he's aware of his own shortcomings and of his sin. And he's like, I got to get purified. And, the, you know, the story, the coal touches his lips. And I think it's symbolic of a purification of over Isaiah's life. Mm -hmm. Right. And he has that moment. Then he's like in that place of encounter and seeing the Lord rightly, he's like, okay, who's, and then he heard that voice, who will go for me? Right. And Isaiah is there in that place. I will go. And so I think um, and there's so many other stories. I think through the Bible, we see um, that's the progression, right? When we behold God, we behold Jesus rightly. And we have a proper viewpoint of who he really is. We don't have to try to be a good Christian. And we don't got to try to win people to the lost. Mm -hmm. Like it starts from that place, like, oh my gosh, you are holy, right? That's mm -hmm. Isaiah says that in that moment. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. How is he saying that in a time when it's like their nation is in this moment of crisis and there's tension, there's political tension, right? He's seeing a different narrative. He's seeing a different perspective. He's almost, he's like tapping into heaven's point of view the the desires of god's heart for the earth right and so i think that as a uh i want to commission prophets out there and those that are called to be prophets like we're called to tap into a different reality that's right like i'm not saying we we 
ignore what's happening on the earth. Like, no, no, we gotta, we gotta acknowledge that. And we see that it's dark. We see that it's hard, but as believers and especially as prophets, our call is to not just retweet what we see happening on the earth. It's to say, hold on. There's a better story. I see a better perspective. There's a desire from heaven. There's a, that heaven has a plan. There's a, there's a, a, a prescription for this situation on the earth from heaven. Right. And what is that thing? We've got to tap into that. And then as prophets, we almost like with our life, we groan that into existence, right? And with our mm-hmm. whole being, we're saying like this, this must come to pass on the earth. What I've seen in heaven will come yeah. to pass, right? So yeah, anyway, good. that was just burning on my heart. And I, and I think worship is so much of that, right? Mm-hmm. Seeing God rightly and, and we're, our eyes are open like, man, what could God do in the middle of this? This is an, instead of it going from like, this is so devastating and so bad, which it is, it goes to an opportunity of like, how could God light this up with his glory? Yep. Amen. Yeah. And you know, you were talking earlier about this being a, a movement of worship, really. Um, the thing that I've, I've noticed over the years and I'm noticing, you know, within my generation, I'm a millennial and Gen Z and, and even younger is this, God is raising up so many artists who are genuine believers, spirit filled believers, filmmakers and, and, and musicians and singers and uh, painters and, and illustrators and like all of this. Um, Yeah. And um it's really been really cool to see that being seeing that happen in California too, because California really is. I mean, if there ever was a state that had mass influence on the world, it's California because yeah. of what industries exist there. And yeah. man, I just like this is something that's been a just a a burning desire on my heart. Something that God has had me hold on to for a long time, and and I'm beginning to see this unfold. Uh, not just in California, but around the world, even. Yeah, um, it's just man, it, like it is so exciting to see uh, because it's not. And for me, even in my my role in that, because I'm an artist, my wife is an artist. It's yeah. just been in pursuing Jesus. It's not even trying to make it happen. It's been well, my yeah. I know that I'm supposed to seek His face, and that yeah. my purpose is found in Him. And so that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's all we're supposed to do is behold Him. And yeah, it's. Yeah. You're not trying, like you were talking about, I'm not trying to convert people yeah. to Christianity, you know, like I'm just yeah. seeking him and, and that's what we're supposed to do. And, and when we, when we, when we make it that our effort versus trying, when we try, that's how God gets put in a box. That's how all of that happens where it's like, well, no, we need to try and make this happen. We need to, we need to do this. No, you're not going to do it. And when you do it, you ruin it. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I love that even kind of what I was saying earlier about zooming out. Obviously, we can see the beginning of the story, but I love how we can even read about in Revelation, the end of the story, the book of Revelation, right? And mm-hmm. and I love that worship is like, that's what we're going to be doing for eternity, right? And uh, inviting people into that story. And I love even Malachi 1.11. Uh, th- this is just us on the same point of the worship thing. Like Malachi 111, there's this promise from the Lord, like that in every place, incense will arise and a pure offering. 
and the name of the Lord will be great among the nations, you know? And so I think seeing ourselves as part of that storyline, like, man, we get to call people into this eternal worship service when in every place, right? Incense will arise and a pure offering. And I love that it says a pure offering because to me that lets me know there's such a thing as an impure offering. Mm. Um, So it's, it's with a pure heart, right? Pure heart to see him, to worship him for him alone. Like that is what's going to take over the world, the streets of America and the nations. Like that gives me such, that, that gives us hope, right? If we can see that story and we're not there yet, but but we're prophetically almost we're calling that into to existence like guys man get ready there's a moment coming where we get to worship jesus every tribe every tongue every nation is going to enter into this global eternal worship service right and we get to just feast on jesus his body and his blood and we get to behold him and um we get to do it together right and so i love that that's part of my drive i think even for where we're at in our nation and our state for my generation like that moment's coming and and we now have such an opportunity and the honor of calling people to that and um worshiping kind of on the other side of that reality right and Mm. and uh but calling that destiny out and people like this is our this is our calling first and foremost like to be worshipers of god and Mm. we get to do that now on this side of eternity and so uh, that's what i'm believing for that that day's coming and um i think more and more we're just going to start seeing that all over the world you know and so i love i think even seeing in the last few years 10 20 years especially this this worship movement feels like it's just been like pockets of worship springing up all over the place and people uh-huh. are really getting this like whoa jesus is so real he's so beautiful like he's so much more beautiful than I thought. And there's these pockets all over the world, right? Like day and night, like a house of prayer has been going on and, and it's like, they can't stop. And it's because we're really beholding him for who he is. So yeah, that's what, that's what I've burned for. That's what I love. love it. So dude. Yeah. I love it, man. And I, I know that there's a lot of Californians. It just hearing this kind of stuff really brings a lot of hope and that's kind of what mm. I'm about to and I can tell you about as well as like yeah things are bad but what's God saying you yeah. know like um yeah. a lot of times I feel like before and we saw this actually in the Azusa Street revival where things were really bad I think there were a lot of riots or something like that down there yeah. and yeah. then revival came out of that and yeah. and um and so I often feel like in the same way that Satan will try and Satan, uh, Satan is a lot more convinced of our authority than we are because he's always trying to get us to not, to, to not gain that revelation of who we are and what our authority is. And so he'll make you the opposite of try and make you the opposite of who you actually are. And in the same way, we see that in society too, where something Right now, what we're seeing is Satan trying to stop what God is doing, and there's no way he can do it. There's exactly. absolutely no way he can do it. Yeah. So for me, I I choose not to entertain for too long. Any obviously, if there's important news, I hear I I heed it, but yeah. but I don't. I try not to entertain it for too long because ultimately, I'm like, that's not th- this this what we're what this person is focusing on is not 
you gotta you gotta look out higher you gotta zoom out like you're talking about yeah because this is what satan is doing and this is what god is doing and the the efforts are so futile and so to glorify them or honor those efforts satan is making yeah by acknowledging them for too long to me is just i'm like i just don't i don't have the energy or the the desire to do that no exactly that's it that's the key is yeah we not we can acknowledge it but we've got to be able to see god's plan and got to see what he's doing yeah and uh for our own lives i think personally and then for on a corporate level Mm -hmm. like i love some like what i keep telling young people is like this life is not about trying to like necessarily in and of itself just avoid sinning all the time like yes we're we're called to holiness we shouldn't be sinning Mm -hmm. but it's not about like trying not to sin so hard like the breakthrough is going to come when we see what god is like and we see what he's doing on the earth right and we see like i love psalm 1611 like there are pleasures forevermore in his presence there there's fullness of joy like if we tap into that reality, trying not to sin isn't going to be like on your radar. Mm-hmm. Like when you're experiencing his pleasure, what are the pleasures of God like? Mm. What does that feel like? Yeah. And when we start to tap into that, like, you know what I mean? Like there's this mm-hmm. this order to it. Yeah. And uh, I think for believers, that's my heart. That's my desire for especially my generation that man we would tap into that thing we'd live from that place and who knows what could happen if we really experience that and we live from that place of fullness of joy like we're fighting this battle with joy man i'm mm-hmm. sorry like we're not giving into this like heavy you know political spirit of like tension all the time and depression and anxiety like we're living we got to come from this place of joy yes it's dark and it's hard but man, I've tapped in and I have access to fullness, mm-hmm. fullness of joy. And we get to fight our battles from that place, right? Yeah. I feel like that's something God's doing is he's, he's removing this like grumpiness off of the church and off of his people. Because yeah. we get to fight. Yes, it's intense, but we get to fight from this place of like we know the end of the story. And mm-hmm. for our own lives, we're, we're experiencing his joy. And so yeah. that's just, yeah. Another no, thing I think that's that, great, think man. That's one of the things that's marked our journey for sure. That's what I always tell people at the events. Like, come on, we just got to smile today, man. Yes, yeah. we're in the middle of Hollywood, and it's like <laughs> some of the darkest things that come out of this this city. Yeah. But we're not we're not feeding into that spirit of heaviness. Mm. We're coming in the opposite spirit, right? We're carrying the joy that's going to break off the heavy yoke, like Isaiah sixty one, like joy instead of mourning, praise instead of that heavy oppressive spirit and beauty from ashes right yeah. so dude i love it dude i love it this is awesome <laughs> all right can you do me a favor man um and can you just pray for pray for people as you feel led yeah yeah oh man i'd love to yeah jesus man i just thank you for this moment in time and that we're alive for such a time as this. Um, For anybody right now or later, Lord, I just pray for a spirit of faith to come on us in a fresh way, Lord, that you'd open our eyes. Holy Spirit, open up our eyes. We don't just want to see on a carnal level, God. 
We don't just want to be ones who just kind of retweet the narrative of what we see happening in the natural Lord. Would you open up our eyes and our hearts to see you rightly and to see your burning desires that you long to unfold on the earth and these plans that need laid down lives, men and women to lay their lives down, to see that come to pass Lord, would you open our eyes so we could see it? And yeah, pray for that spirit of faith. Even right now, whoever's on the other side of this, a spirit of faith would come on them right now. Holy spirit, strengthening, strengthening from the innermost being God, that's what I've been praying everywhere I go, that strengthening to stand for righteousness, to burn for holiness and purity in the face of corruption, in the face of darkness, that they'd not shy away, but they'd rise up, they'd stand, and they'd burn for you, Jesus. I just pray for a spirit of burning. Right now, Holy Spirit, come and consume every person, every hungry heart, every hungry life, Lord. Holy Spirit, consume. I thank you that you're an all-consuming fire which means you burn up every area of chaff, every every compartment that is not pure, Lord. You would come and you would burn us. That we'd be shining lights for your glory, Lord, that we'd point people to you in the middle of the darkness, that we'd shine brighter than ever. And such a time as this, wherever we are, in California, in Oregon, across the nation, maybe nations of the earth, Lord, we see what's happening, Lord. But would you raise us up for such a time as this? That, that history would be changed in Jesus' name. And I just thank you in advance, Lord, for every life from this testimony, every personal story, Lord, that how you brought us from darkness into light. And I rejoice in advance for all the testimonies that are going to come, Lord, that you would get the glory through it all, that Jesus, you would be magnified through our lives, that we would worship, and everything we do would come from a pure place of seeing you, God, and that the lamb who was slain would receive the reward of his suffering through our lives, but that it would be you, God, that empowers us, not our own striving, that you would fill us, that you would be the one to empower us to go, that our lives would be a worship and a pure offering to you every step of the way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Joel, how can people follow what you're doing? what California will be saved is doing yeah. let people know what socials you're on all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on social media. I think that's a really fun way to stay up to date. Um, it's, it's funny. It's so much of, you know, Gen Z is just lives on social media. So I've been telling our team, like, we just gotta, we gotta do it. We gotta be on there. We gotta tell the story on there. So Instagram is a fun way. I'm on Instagram, just Joel Mott, just my name. And then California will be saved um, is just at CA will be saved on Instagram. And we're on Facebook too. Same name for, for California will be saved. Um, yeah. You can find me on pretty much anywhere. YouTube, um, uh, Twitter. It's all, all the same. Just Joel Mott. And uh, our website is CA will be saved.com. Uh, you can see more info about our mission and some of the upcoming events awesome. um, on our website. Um, so yeah very cool man very cool well dude i love your passion i love your heart your heart for the state you're in um but also just the kingdom so keep it up dude thank you so much yeah it was an honor yeah. to be on here and get to share yeah i absolutely. Love, love what you're doing so yeah. thanks for having me on and 
Yeah, man. Keep doing it. Keep telling the story. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I right will. Now. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody, that's our show. Thank you for tuning in. Go ahead and share this with people. A reminder that Wednesday's show is not going to be on Wednesday. It's going to be on Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Anna Kate. So join us then. We'll see you. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.